Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Welcome to another edition of Did You America? He's Jeremy Hoffman. I'm Ian Camfield. This is season two, episode... What do I look like, Albert Einstein? Uh, DidYouAmerica.com is where you can go for the old ones or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do via that website. Send us a message via DidYouAmerica.com or on the other socials. On Twitter, I'm Ian Camfield. On Instagram, Camfield off the radio. Um, before we go any further, I have to apologize for a post that I made on the socials that was uh, spotted by uh, a few of our listeners. Um, we have a guy called- Are you Ch- getting canceled? Well- Oh no. I was at risk of being canceled by Texans, which Did- which in the grand scheme of things with what this podcast is all about is possibly the worst cancellation that I could uh, yeah, incur. That's top canceling. Um. We uh, we have a, a great listener called Chad who puts together uh, artwork quite a bit for these podcasts when I make posts about uh, the fact that there's a new episode out. And um, on the previous episode, we did that whole thing about the fact that there's a bar up the road from my apartment in Deep Ellum that's got a British theme going on. Right. And I was very distressed at the, the huge Union Jack British flag that was out the front of the bar. So uh, Chad's idea for artwork was to, well, he basically took, an Iron Maiden bit of artwork where it would have been Eddie putting a flag in a globe and he put my head on Eddie, right? Right. I mean, can you imagine how excited I was at this? Like, Dreams my, really do come I, true. I mean, literally, my head is on Iron Maiden's Eddie and I'm pinning a flag into the globe and I love flags and Chad and also myself and I think probably a lot of other people was like, oh, it's funny because he's done this whole rant against the British flag appearing in uh, Dallas and uh, he's putting that uh, Texas flag in the globe until the uh, the more astute listeners who saw that on my Instagram replied and said that's the Chilean flag oh no he did the one that wasn't the oh god big mistake who gave Chile permission to have a flag that was so similar to the Texas flag? It's something I've been yelling about for years. It's shenanigans. It's um, and then then uh, their flag should be a all white flag, and then in the center is just a picture of a silver pot full of chili. <laughs> right. If you're going to name yourself after a delicious food, you might as well put it on your flag. I mean, it is very, very similar. I understand uh, the aspirations of pretty much anywhere to want to be Texas, because yeah. Texas is so great. But who who said, oh, okay, if you just move the star a little, you can have it as your own. Right, yeah. It's like when uh, when you see like one of the fake Twitter accounts and they do like a capital L instead of an I, but so it looks the same, but it's not really the person. That's what Chili did to trick people to come into Chile. Like, no, no, you're coming to Texas. See, look at the flag. Now, then, of course, I couldn't take down the artwork because I was still too like, oh, but my head's on Eddie. I can't right. get rid of it now. It must stay. Plus, so- you know, it was a great episode. We have to let people know. <laughs> it was also a great picture for a great episode except that we got the flag wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was, uh, I'm, I'm now more educated. I thought I was, uh, you know, highfalutin with my knowledge that, uh, and this is true, that the Texas flag is the only state flag that's allowed to fly at the same height as the uh, the actual American Stars and so Stripes American. flag. Uh, but I've now learned that the Chile flag is very, very similar to that flag. Do you think they have that rule too? Like at the American embassy in Chile, it's just like slightly above. (laughs) Well, to be honest, it's so similar depending on where the star is. If the flag's flying in the wind, you could mistake it and think, oh, it's okay. I also love how, you know, you came out to apologize. You're like, guys, Texans, I'm sorry this is on me. But it was all Chad's fault. He makes them. He didn't know. Well, to be quite... Chad, you're canceled. To be quite honest, who is the born and bred Texas component to this podcast? You didn't even show me the... 
image. Normally you text them to me. I got nothing. This is where, see, if you weren't the world's worst millennial, you would just see the image when I post it on social media. And then you would go, Ian, you need to get rid of that. That's the, ch actually, I don't know. You might have thought it was the Texas flag as well. You can reach Ian on his socials or you can mail me at my P.O. box, <laughs> which is. <laughs> but I am working on getting AOL. So maybe you right, can email yeah, me one day. at some point during 2023 maybe you'll be able to email me at my AOL address I'm just getting my startup disk is dial up still a thing <laughs> I think so anyway to readdress my uh, Texas faux pas um, I made my first trip to uh, Twisted Root Burger this oh, week. The greatest place on earth. Well, I felt like I, I had a debt to pay to pay to Texas, so I felt like I should go to one of the greatest uh, burger establishments in the great state of Texas. And I got to say, um, anyone who's visiting here um, who hasn't experienced this, you know, forget where you get your burgers from and wherever else you live. They can't possibly be as great or as Texan in theme as Twisted Root Burger. I mean, you go in there, and just the standard menu, the, the burgers are called the Big Tex, the Western, the American. Then there's a little bit underneath all of these burgers that are named after things that are just so in your face and America that lists the special meats that they have. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean... They do have one option for vegans, and I'm going to let them off for that because you know it's what like they, a mushroom. I think. Yeah, literally, they'll serve you a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like no. one of those big corn buns. They just like grab the wild shroom no, from outside. You, it might make you trip. I don't know. You know what? You know what they do have for vegans? They've got barrels of uh, full of. Um, Pickles. That's what vegans right, yeah. have got, right? It's like a trough they've, of pickles. They've, they've got four different ones. They're different flavored pickles. So yeah, if you're if you if you're a vegan and you go to Twisted Root Burger, you can get different pickles. If you want to supersize your order, they'll get you a mushroom that they're growing out the back. I love Twisted Root so much. So at the start of the pandemic, when like all those restaurants were shutting down a lot of Twisted Root shut down and they said like right at the start, like, hey, these are never coming back. And I thought throughout this whole time that the all, you know, there's probably like six, seven throughout DFW. I thought that they all shut down. I thought the company was no more and I was mm. heartbroken because like it's possibly the best burger in Texas. I, I mean, yes, there are multiple locations. It's not a little hole in the wall. I'm sure a lot of people will be upset that I said it. In my opinion, other than fast food, Whataburger style, mm. it is the best burger you can get. If you in want Texas. to step up from Whataburger and you want uh, a good uh, Texas burger, then Twisted Root is the place. So when I was a few months back when I went to Colorado, I uh, I was at America. Yeah, I was at DFW Airport and I was in a terminal which I don't normally go to. And they actually had a twisted route in the airport. So it was the first time I'd had it in over a year. Normally, like, you know, going on an airplane, the last thing you want is some huge meal that's going to make you full and potentially need to use the bathroom and within the next two, three hours. I said, screw it. I went straight. I got the Western, has a big fat onion ring right on the burger. Got some strips of bacon on there as well. Got a milkshake to top it off. And well, it was fantastic. You you thought that that Twisted Root was like the last blockbuster of Literally, Twisted Root. Literally, I really like, this did. Is I was like, I have one. to go back to the airport now. <laughs> you were like, how much of the menu can I eat before my plane I, takes I off? I one time wanted my best friends uh we were one time the first time we went to twisted root together and you know we it's not like we ate a bunch all the time you know when we were younger we didn't like go out to restaurants but you know as we we're getting older we got a little bit of money we went to one we're waiting in line to order and he was in front of me so he ordered and then i ordered after him and he told me i will never order before you in my life again because what you just ordered at twisted root was the perfect order. And to this day, if we go eat together, he will not eat order before me because he knows what I order will be 10 times more delicious than what he thought. So the one thing that you've reached perfection level with in your life is your Twisted Root Burger order. Look at me. Obviously, <laughs> obviously the one thing I'm good at is ordering food. So I liked the, uh, the, the, the exotic menu. So as Jeremy said, if you're a vegan, then they'll give you a mushroom. But uh, elk, ostrich, uh, boar burgers. Oh yeah. See, it's my kind of place where, where when they offer you substitute alternatives, the substitutes are, well, you can do ditch the regular meat and get 
elk or ostrich. <laughs> you like, haven't that's lived until a... you've eaten bison. And it, exactly, right. exactly. And this was my favorite thing. So the, the 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 decor also very very Texan. As soon as you went in there, everything just screams Texas. There's a bar area, and you know, uh, the, uh, normally a bar would be against a wall, and on the wall they would have the bottles of beer or the the liquor or whatever. The back of the bar in the Twisted Root Burger that we went into is literally an RV truck. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? They've got like... And I, wow. I don't know if it can actually drive anywhere. It might be a replica. If it's a replica, it is a full-size replica. So in the middle of the restaurant, <laughs> there is a full-on RV truck that they have somehow made part of the design of the bar. Yeah, you can see it in case it rains, you know? <laughs> I, uh, that really... You, what was great is you had such a Texan experience. And when you told me, A, I was happy because... I found out there are more Twisted Roots than just the airport one. Some of them are reopening. There's one coming to Plano. But, oh, don't tell me that. I told you, when, that brings a tear to my eye. But what also brought a tear to my eye is just knowing that you got this, you got this pure Texan experience for the first time. And then it reminded me of something. There's another pure Texan experience that you are yet to experience that's two streets away from you going on right now. And that's the Texas State Fair. I'm going next week. Okay. There's a cell. There's you... a cell for next week's podcast episodes. I will tell you about how much deep fried everything I imbibed. If you thought Twisted Root was the most Texas place on earth, wait until you get a gander at the thousands of people trying to take a picture with a giant statue known as Big Tex. Oh, I've seen that on the news. It I'm, is. I'm... The... A few years ago, Big Tex caught on fire in the off season and burnt down to the ground. I was in I was in Arizona at the time. So it wasn't you. It wasn't me. <laughs> wink, wink. I cried. <laughs> All my roommates in Arizona who were from Texas made you fun did a, of me. did a group text say, just to let you know, I'm in Arizona. I didn't burn I down Big Tex. I it wasn't me. It I'm, wasn't I'm me, smoking it weed, me. me smoking weed around the back no. of Big Tex. No, the me smoking weed just burnt down their house, not, the, <laughs> not Big Tex. But yeah, I, you know, it's it's... Food-wise is the mega. It's it's literally. A, I know. A five, I'm leaving after this podcast and going straight to get me a bacon wrap turkey own, leg. It's the only maybe a fried twinkie. It's the only thing in Dallas that I trust that you actually know how to find. I can tell you exactly where it <laughs> and is. And literally, after almost thirty years of living in Dallas, it really is the only place where I said, Jeremy, how do we get to the fair? You would actually have a decent you, idea. You can probably we can leave your apartment complex right now. You can blindfold me and just based on sniffing out turkey legs i guarantee you i can get us there. well you've got to sniff out the homeless en route first of all right, so well, you I'm... sniff where the homeless are go <laughs> right, past go them and then that. the turkey leg once you get beyond the stench mm, of the shit, homeless shit 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 <gasps> turkey okay turkey legs. leg there it is <laughs> so just at the point at which i thought that uh, saying could i make a substitute for the elk please oh, at my twisted root burger just at the point and, and i was marveling at the rv that is a bar right just at the point at which i thought it couldn't get more texan i go into the bathroom and in the bathroom stall they have chuck norris folklore written on the walls oh yeah it's randomly a very celebrity-driven place. Like, do they still do the thing where, like, the, for your order, they give you, like, a card with the yeah, celebrity's name on it? Yeah, there like you go. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But that's fine. I've seen that in other places, you know, where you can vibrate and it's Sylvester Stallone right. vibrating for you. But it is specifically Texas to have folklore regarding Walker's Texas Ranger written on the wall of the bathroom stall. It's to and scare I people away from pooping in their restrooms. <laughs> Well, I came out of there and my friend was like, what took you so long? I said, I had to take some pictures. And she says, this says a lot about you. I, I took pictures of the food. You took pictures right. in the men's bathroom. It's because you did. You sent me the photos. I was a little weird. I was like, it was hopefully there was no one else in there when you busted out your phone. Like, excuse me. I'm not taking pictures of your penises. I'm taking pictures of the Chuck Norris wall. No, it's a one man bathroom. And maybe stall. I got no. one photo of your penis. No. I'm like, sir. Could you put your penis away? It's 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 nowhere near big enough to be associated with a Chuck Norris quote. It's, it's blocking the quote. That I thing was, is I massive. Opened, I, opened, opposite. I opened the bathroom door and said, excuse me, has anyone got a big dick in here? Because I want to take a picture for my Instagram. And to, to That's actually what I yell every time I go in the bathroom. <laughs> 
<laughs> to elaborate on the fact that it's a bathroom, it would be really good if there was just surreptitiously a picture of a penis in the corner. So people did genuinely believe that this Chuck Norris folklore was written on the bathroom wall. But it needs to be a big penis because right. I can't have a small dick around Chuck Norris's words of wisdom. I promise you, if I ever open a restaurant, my bathroom in that restaurant will be covered of Chuck Norris quotes and dick pics. <laughs> I was looking earlier on today and, it, you know, I, I didn't get as many likes as I was thinking when I made that post. And you might have stumbled onto something where people are thinking, I don't know if I should be liking a post that's taken in a bathroom right. stall. <laughs> that's cancelable these days. <laughs> I'll tell you one other thing that did happen to me yesterday, which is um, probably very un-Texan. But um, so my friend who I went to Twisted Root Burger with... Um, I met her at her house and she, uh, within the last two weeks has just homed, housed, how do you say it? Housed, given a home to, took I don't know. In. The what? Took in. Took in. Yeah. I don't know how you say it. Cause this is something that I will never do in my life, but two rescue dogs. Oh, well that's. Normally, I'd be like, "Oh, that's so nice," but no, for it's, you, it's a nice thing. And I, you know, I get, you know, again, as we've said on this podcast before, uh, I have a, a. It's not. I don't dislike dogs. I'm terrified of dogs. It's a phobia thing. It's completely irrational. You wish you could love them. I wish I could love them because I'm sure that if I could get along with dogs, I would prefer dogs to most people. Yeah, you know, as most people do. I don't know about you, but I've met people, and I don't think I like them. No, they're not great. But I think I would like dogs if I wasn't shit scared of them we need to get you like one of those little robot dogs i don't know well so let me tell you this so my friend sharon says uh oh you know we should uh, we could go out for lunch and immediately i'm thinking she knows that i'm not going to be comfortable in the house and i didn't want to say because i and she so it's a bit of a sad story and i again she, she had a dog for a very long time and the dog was very sick and it passed away literally a few weeks ago and um this dog that she had that passed away, very, very old and very slow. I could quite happily go to her house because this dog was my perfect type of dog. It wouldn't even get up off the floor to meet you. Right. I was so comfortable around this poor old dog that it had to have like medical things with its food because it was sick. I would have actually knelt down by the dog, chopped up the pills and put them, mixed them in the food like Sharon's right. husband does. As long as you <laughs> just stayed away of the radius of the dog no, on the No, the carpet. dog could have been next to me because the dog was like barely interested okay. in food at that point. Like that's how comfortable. <laughs> it was just like, kill me. I mean, I was literally like that comfortable with that dog. And then so she said, and I understand this because she loved that dog and people love their dogs she was so upset when it passed away that she wanted to get uh, a, a rescue dog immediately because she was you know unhappy wanted one of the new dog around right so apparently she, they found this rescue dog that they love but it was a two-for-one deal because they'd been together for a period of time and for whatever reason their owner was giving them up now one dog not as docile as the old dog that sadly passed away but kind of comes around and sniffs you and not very interested the other one. Oh, no. And it's this yappy thing. <laughs> the worst description for a dog. The worst description for someone with a dog phobia. It, for sure. I walk in through the door, right, and it is literally up on my legs. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right, right. So I didn't know. And, she, and, and so Sharon, like, takes the dog away. Now, when she's holding the dog, it's calm. And she's like, okay. She's like, it just needs to get used to you. Just needs to get you. And I'm like, I'm not. This I'm is not like, getting used to it. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not getting used to it. And she's, like, and she's like, look, I'll just hold it for a while and blah, blah, blah. She's like, get yourself a coffee and then we'll go out and we'll get something to lunch. The whole time she's, like, holding the dog. So I don't know. I make a coffee. I drink the coffee. Let's say that whole thing takes 10 minutes. Right. She's held the dog for 10 minutes. Now, the dog's, so the dog's seen me. It's been around me. It's seen me interact with Sharon. She's like, okay. Uh, and now it's like she's not so much training the dog as more training me. Right. She's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to let go of the dog oh, now, no. right? Literally, right? Literally, as soon as she lets it go, and it's straight up. And she's like, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. I'm like, we need to go. We need to go out. I can't I can't deal with this. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. And this is how bad my dog phobia is, right? So I literally like ran out of the house. We go a twisted route. I'm eating my elk. I'm having a great Texas experience. There was a moment where in the Chuck Norris bathroom, 
aside from trying to get the best angle of someone's penis and the quote on the wall, <laughs> right. I was literally, look, because there's like four Chuck Norris quotes on the wall of that bathroom stall. I was looking at them and I had a moment to myself where I thought, Ian, take in the Chuck Norris, man up. When we leave this restaurant, we're going back to Sharon's house. Just deal with the dog, right? Get some Chuck. What would Walker's right. Texas Ranger yeah. do? And I'm like, I'm soaking it in. All right. This is what I'm doing. And we came back out and we drove home and we're driving. It's about 15 minutes. You're getting yourself all pumped up. I was just like, I'm going to pet that dog. <laughs> Sharon said, you know, all she wants is to be paid. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? I'm just touch it. Well, it was touching me because it was attached <laughs> to my leg. Like it had jumped up my leg. And we're there. So anyway, so we're driving home and I'm, I'm like summoning the Chuck Norris. Like I felt like I was in one of his martial arts movies where I'd done a slow motion piece right. and he's like getting trained to go into some sort of war zone in the Middle East. And she says... So, um, oh, the other thing is she's had build, she got builders in the house. They're not scared of the dogs, but because she's got builders in the house, while we've been out having lunch, she's put the dogs in one room right. because the builders are coming Trapped and going. Them. So she said, just so you know, because the dogs have been in a room for about an hour, when we get back, they're going to go mental. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I wasn't preparing for that. I was preparing for <laughs> calm dogs. I like, <laughs> I think I need to go and spend more time with the Chuck Norris folklore. I need to have more of a spiritual connection <laughs> with like, you know. So anyway, I'm like, okay, all right. So I pull up the thing and we go in and she goes, okay, I'm going to go into the room where they are and spend a few minutes with them and then I'll let them out because if they see me and they, 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 they might have calmed down. I'm standing at the, she's got this open plan front room on one side is the room where they've been kept for like an hour right. and I'm standing on the other side of the open plan front room and I'm waiting and she opens the door and this thing that like runs and jump, it was so, I literally, I ran and locked myself in the bathroom <laughs> he said i gotta get the hell out of here a bathroom that did not have any chuck norris folklore on the wall and I, and I see that's what she needs for next time could you just put like one chuck norris quote on the wall like I there's a book that you can get of chuck norris quotes i might like take it like a bible and just read it in a bathroom and go okay I've, i'm i'm norris up enough to be able to handle this little like two inch tall dog i wish i wish i was able to understand your phobia because like i love dogs so much and for me like when dogs jump up on me in excitement when people are like oh my god i'm sorry they don't buy this like i love that i literally think i have a bruise on the size of, on the side of my body right now from my mom's giant german shepherd jumping up on me and like i loved it i was so happy about it they like i feel you know they say like dogs can sense when yeah, like you're fear. upset yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, 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 i feel yeah. like dogs for me they just like, oh, well, this guy must hate his life. We have to cheer him up. And they're just like naturally attracted to me at all times. Because every time like someone's ever been like, my dog's aggressive. Be careful. They're up licking my face. No problem. Right. So, yeah, I don't think you'll ever be coming to my house. No. no. Also, I don't. Sharon said exactly what your friends say about, oh, no, they won't bite. They're not there. Right. It doesn't make any difference. I'm scared of any dog. Like if so, I've, I've said this before, there are a lot of people that own dogs in my apartment building. If I'm in the elevator and the doors open on a floor before we get to level one and someone is waiting there with a dog, it could be the most docile dog. It, we might do the elevator ride and that dog takes no notice of me whatsoever. The doors open and I see a dog. I'm immediately scared. It's, it's a phobia to that level. And the thing, again, I can't rationalize the fear. I know it's irrational. I, I intellectually, I know that most dogs don't want to hurt me and aren't going to bite me. So I can't tell you that I'm scared the dog's going to bite me. That doesn't even enter my mind. I'm just scared. It's just a fear. And the thing that makes me more scared than anything is an enthusiastic dog. If that dog is excited... I'm almost having a heart attack. <laughs> my my old dog would get so excited at people that he would just like piss all over everyone. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what you should be afraid of? Screw being afraid of dogs. You should be afraid of birds. 
Birds are terrified. Birds, lizards, basically like anything that used to be a dinosaur, you should be terrified of. Other than that, screw it. They're fine. They're not going to hurt you. I had a friend, the, the guy who learned to order after me. We were going to go out last Saturday. And I texted him like, hey, are you ready? Like, let's go. And his girlfriend found an injured bird outside of their apartment and decided to bring it in their home to take care of it. That's disgusting. That's how you get diseases. That's what you should avoid in your house. Not a dog. Dogs are fun. They just want to lick you. Birds will kill you. Right. Okay. And that concludes today's Chuck Norris I'm Scared of Dog segment on Did You America. Uh <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a weekly thing so get used to it <laughs> well i don't know about that i don't know about that sharon's going holding this fucking beast you've got to get used to ian he comes around our house a lot and i'm thinking used to come around your house a lot like, <laughs> that must be like a big dilemma for you you probably have to like ditch friends all the time because of dogs oh i can't be like because she said to me like because we were making the plans for thanksgiving and she said look i'll get a um i don't know what it was but something yes 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 yes. i don't even know what one of those is and i said look a box for the dog right and she and i said look or just a cage for me like i don't mind (laughs) like as long as it can't get to me i don't mind as long as the turkey can get in we're good (laughs) literally yes All right, let's do part two of Did You America? Don't forget, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can talk to us via the website, didyouamerica.com, or on the socials, on Twitter. I'm Ian Camfield on Instagram, Camfield off the radio. I am Ian Camfield. He's uh, Jeremy Hoffman. Uh, the two big headlines uh, going around America today are uh, the price of bacon is at its highest it's been in nearly 50 years, and... Dog the Bounty Hunter's on the case, everybody. He's back. He's back and he's doing his thing. I love it. Like, no, there's nothing like gaining relevance because of a murder. You know what I mean? The murder that everyone has been appalled by and is talking about right. and the FBI can't find the guy. But Dog the Bounty Hunter's like, is this how I readdress and make people forget about all of the racism? <laughs> like, let, let's take all the... Uh... <laughs> no, let's forget the racism. Let's take all of, like, the what we've been told through the media about the parents and the family and the story. Just imagine like you're you and your wife, you know, you have this son, he went off with his girlfriend and then, you know, all of a sudden like your son's missing and his girlfriend's dead and everyone in the world is blaming him. And all of a sudden, like you just want some peace and quiet and dog the bounty hunter shows up on your front yard sniffing around when he when he shows up do you think he uh he carries a boombox that plays that Ozzy Osbourne dog the bounty hunter like is that like I, I, I can just watch that show I, of course I watch that show are you kidding me we go after like meth addicts like what's he gonna do with a real criminal well you know there's a lot of meth addicts in Hawaii right, right? I'm sure this laundry fellow smokes meth whatever also and I don't want <laughs> I don't want to talk um, ill of uh, of his wife, who sadly passed on quite recently. Right. But looking, when you used to watch the TV show, which, you know, I, I cast my eye across it a few times, um, you looked at, like, he and she, and I always used to think, these people can't move fast. Like, like, how? <laughs> no, like, if, 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 I mean, I guess maybe that was why their speciality was meth heads, because generally, like, maybe they <laughs> oh, can't move fast. That's the quickest fast. drug. Are you kidding me? I'd go after junkies. No, that's true. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah. How did they ever care? See, I was getting my drugs. It's been so long. I was that's getting my drugs team, mixed you know? up. <laughs> because, yeah, like someone who's operating at a million miles an hour who's been on meth or coke or whatever, and then you've got dog. And Mrs. Dog running <laughs> Mrs. after them. Dog. Like I don't, uh, I, I don't see it. But he is, he does see. I mean, you know, whoever catches this creep, all well and good as far as I'm concerned. But I do keep on seeing Dog the Bounty Hunter like he's back. It's like he's got a, se- a new season. Like someone's <laughs> going, you know what? Maybe it's time for a reboot. Maybe people I are going to. He- re- they're like, you know, I know it was only three weeks ago he did an interview where he said that he was given permission <laughs> to use the N word. <laughs> but and, okay. I, and, and I'm quoting now by some brothers, <laughs> right? But but look. 
book. That's almost that's almost as good as the what? It's in the rap lyrics excuse. <laughs> so yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter is uh, having a having a he, career research. He's having a reboot. I is think what he's he having. is trying to like pitch it as a potential TV he's show. Like, I, I feel like if you follow the articles now, it's like his version of Live PD. I will say this. That would be the greatest comeback ever. But if we're they getting collapsed. that. We're almost like him doing live PD. Imagine though, like how sad that would be for like the FBI and like every police agency in America right now. If like within the next week, Dog the Bounty Hunter like shows up like walking out of the woods with like this dude Brian's body over his shoulder, like, yep, I got another one. I literally make me famous again. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now um, I can use the N-word whenever I want. Also, I've got a new younger wife and she can actually move. <laughs> That's why. That's why he killed his ex-wife. That's right, I said it. Oh my god. Um price of bacon. What's uh what's Ugh. up with the, what's up with the price? I gotta tell you with bacon, um I don't dislike it, but I don't uh, no, you better you better be careful what you're about to say here. I, I don't g- g- crave it. I mean, like the bacon came as part of my twisted root burger yesterday, and I'm I'm more than happy to have uh, bacon as part of my breakfast or as part of my burger, or so on and so forth. But I I feel like some people are are, are bacon aficionados. Yeah, you're looking at one. Okay, well I'm have no problem with that. I just say that I don't. It's, is it troubling to you? What's more troubling, the dog, the bounty hunter reboot, or the price of bacon? Well, I did the price of bacon because I'll tell you i you know i was talking to my friend the other day and i just went grocery shopping and part of my grocery list always is to get some bacon it goes with everything you can put it on anything so i went to the bacon section and it was normally it's like a whole aisle of nothing but different varieties different ways to cook it different flavored bacon Mm. and it we're dealing with a bacon shortage on the level of the uh, last March toilet paper shortage because the aisle had like six options and they were all like the cheap ghetto bacon options. I like classy bacon. Right. So yeah, this is a this is a horrible horrible thing. We need of all of all the shortages and the price raises that we've dealt with in the last 20 years, not even the pandemic. This is the worst. So um, there are supply chain issues that are squeezing the pork market. Uh, pork chops cost about 7% more than they did 12 months ago. And the average price for a slab of bacon has jumped nearly 28% over the past year. Now, I have to run this past you because you talk about being a bacon aficionado and you talk about in normal times, the wide variety of bacon that you have to choose from if you go into a grocery store of any decent size. My dad, who is, well, to call him eccentric or idiosyncratic is being very nice about it. Let's be me, not normal. Yeah, very much not normal. And only eats about five different things. I'm not exaggerating. He's a man who has lived to 70 years of age, and he literally only eats about five different things. Please tell me at least one of them is bacon. Well, yes. But each time he's visited me in the States, because we have to go shopping for his specific things, because otherwise he literally would be on a hunger strike for seven days while he was here. I mean, this is a man who will have baked potatoes, but can't have mashed potatoes. Absolutely insane. I remember being with him in a restaurant in the States and, uh, you know, mashed potato was a side and he wouldn't have it. And I said, well, you you eat potatoes like it was one of the five food types that you, you, you that you have ingested during your seven decades on planet Earth. And his serious as hell response was, yeah, but not mashed potatoes. They mess me up. No one says <laughs> mashed potatoes mess me up. He has an intense fear of them. Like, you remember the lady who went on Maury who was, like, terrified of olives? That's your dad with mashed potatoes. I, even if it was a weird thing where you don't like potatoes, all right? Fine. But no, he's fine having baked potatoes. He'll even have boiled potatoes, but you mash them. No, mashed potatoes mess me up. You can't talk about mashed potatoes like people talk about having a nut alley. No. And yet, and yet, and yet, somehow he does. But the thing with bacon, and I don't understand what this is. Um, he will go looking at bacon and and says, "Oh no, 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 they haven't got anything like English bacon." And 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 as far as I can remember, when I was in Shitsville, English bacon, there's like two or three different varieties. There's about twenty three different varieties right. if you go into the. Apparently, none of them are the way that my dad eats bacon. And I've taken him to 
relatively high-end butcher establishments you know the butchers in the nice high-end grocery stores where they're the the franchise bit and they've got actual butchers there that will make stuff and i've tried to have him explain what he wants from his bacon and an experienced butcher who is knocking out some very high-end expensive meat looks at my dad blankly and goes i've no idea what you're talking about (laughs) so like I mean, you've obviously had bacon in England and in America. Can do you notice a difference? I have no clue. I have no clue. I and, and no one in America who I have. Does he I, do like the microwave bacon? Maybe and like he doesn't want like the real like you put it on the stove bacon. I don't, well, he's looking at, no because it's not just like pre-cooked bacon. I don't. When he comes to visit, we can't go out and eat out because pe- restaurants will give even if he finds food that he's familiar with, it won't be cooked in exactly the same bland way that he eats it at home. So, like, I can't take him randomly to a place that does fish and chips because there'll be something about the fish and chips that's not the way that his fish shop up the road serves it. It's so crazy, though, because, like, that just shows how insane about food your dad is at times because all bacon, unless it's turkey bacon, tastes the exact same. And you have, as we said, about 23 different varieties. And they all taste the same. Apparently not according to my dad. Last time my dad visited the States, it was uh, over a week when it was his birthday, right? And um, he was coming with my sister's family. They normally come together. So it's good. You know, he gets to be with his grandkids. I see my um, nieces and nephew. It's good old family time. And um, I'd said to my sister, oh, we should get him a birthday cake. And she says, yeah, but, you know, it's very specific, like the type of cake that he needs, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I said, well, again, I was fr- the, the store that was my local store at the time, I was friends with the people that ran the bakery and the butchers. Right. right? So I was like, listen, I've got this dad who can't have mashed potatoes because they mess him up. So that's what I'm dealing with. Right. So don't think any less of me when I get very specific about his bacon and cake orders. I kid you not, I went to the baker's and I said, look, uh, my sister sent me a link to the, the, the store that he would get a birthday cake from in England. And I said, look, this is the birthday cake that he has. Like, can you make it exactly, exactly to, to these parameters? Um, basically they were like okay well we've got like this type of cake that's the that's the closest that we could modify I paid more to have one of those baker's birthday cakes because they gave me less my dad's dietary requirements which are not allergy based they're just him being fucking ridiculous based (laughs) right are so crazy that I had to pay more for a baker to modify a cake to effectively give me less they had to downside I was like you know that cake that you do could you do it but with like 30% less taste and flavor because otherwise it will be too much for my dad wouldn't it have just been way more entertaining for you to have just like ruined his birthday and been like here's a cheesecake and just like thrown it on the table and walked out he wouldn't need it like he's so specific about the types of cakes right there's a thing called christmas cake in england which is basically like a fruit based cake do you know what i mean like fruit cake in in the states right that that is the that is the traditional english type of christmas cake when he goes to my sister's house to have christmas he brings his own cake with him because he won't have the christmas cake that's called christmas cake because it's cake brits eat at christmas he won't have that for dessert so he'll bring and every time it looks embarrassing to my sister's in-laws because my dad presents a fucking birthday cake <laughs> a birthday cake for christmas it is right. the best type of cake a little funfetti action maybe maybe he steps it up one year and does a face cake he gets a picture of him printed on the top and last time it was his actual birthday birthday because the birthday before we'd had such a resounding success with me getting my baker in america paid him more to do less effectively right because that was such a big success my sister decided that she was also going to get a specific cake baked by her local baker for my dad's birthday he was so freaked out by the idea 
that he would have a cake made that wasn't just the standard birthday cake he buys from the store. Even though my sister told him that she was having a baker, an actual baker, make a specific cake for my dad's birthday, he turned up with his own cake anyway. It was like <laughs> he turned, like, I brought this as a backup. <laughs> hey, you always need... Again, that's one of the areas where I agree with your dad. You always need a backup cake. So based on that cake story, I don't know what the issue with bacon is, and I'm not sure even if he were here to explain it to you he would know that w- I, I don't know that in any way it would necessarily right. be rationalized but he has an issue with america's bacon despite the fact that there are easily 20 more types of bacon available here than in the uk i just love that like you know the next time you're like dad it's been so long like please come visit me that's gonna be what he uses to be like i can't the bacon <laughs> Well, he has uh, he's become obsessed with uh, with his blood pressure in the last few months because he did get he went to the doctors for like a regular checkup and they did tell him that his blood pressure was like off the scale high, which I understand that's alarming. Like they basically said, you need to go get these pills now. Like, don't go home, go to the pharmacy right. and get this prescription. We're writing you this script because you could keel over and have a stroke at any point. So I get that that's alarming for anyone to hear, but he's now, of course, he did that, and then the next thing he did was go home and just Google high blood pressure and everything else. So he's now (laughs) obsessed with absolutely anything that could cause high blood pressure, and he's become obsessed to the point now that he read somewhere that humidity can up the blood pressure rate, right? So this is, I think, a way of saying he's never going to come and visit me in Texas, (laughs) at least during the summer, because there's humidity, because he's one of these typical old people that's obsessed with weather lots of old people are like that like that they'll give you a weather report like every day but he now gives me like the humidity check (laughs) because he's worried he's like hey look this happened to me you gotta keep an eye on your blood pressure he told me a story a few weeks ago of uh he goes out for a walk every morning which again is good thing he's a 70 year old gets some you know fresh air and exercise and again he's doing that diligently partly because Uh, of the blood pressure but this was like I don't know let's say it was a 70 degree day in England so he's gone out before maybe the temperature's about 60s probably out wearing a jacket he goes out at like 8 o'clock in the morning for a little stroll and he said to me yeah I was about uh, it's about 10 minutes into my regular walk remember this is 8 o'clock in the morning and he goes oh my god it just suddenly hit me and I was like, he described it as if he was, he felt like he was having a heart attack. Like, like, <laughs> like some, someone who's out for a stroll and, oh my God, I can feel my heart. And I'm all right. That's how, <laughs> he desc- how that's how he described it. But what he was actually describing was what hit him was not a pounding heart attack. It was the humidity. It came from out of nowhere. And I couldn't go on. <laughs> this and will kill me. <laughs> literally. And he told me in great detail the story about how hard it was for him to walk back home because suddenly from out of nowhere, this humidity. He described it, if it was, a weather thing he described it as like if we were in Texas and suddenly there was like the, the golf ball size hailstorm that right. came and you struggled to walk home in it because it, that's a, no just humidity Yeah, you're not a fucking barometer for humidity at 8 o'clock and what gets humid where, where does it get humid suddenly 8am that does not happen this is all in your head not, with the idea that America can't do decent bacon not, not only that but you already know every time he's getting worked up about the humidity you know what that's doing the blood pressure it's raising his blood pressure <laughs> that's, that's true that's what does it not with the weather you know what, what does it is when he's sitting on the couch watching his favorite soccer team lose three nil oh a hundred percent and god forbid if he sits in the passenger seat of the car and my sister's driving blood pressure off the scale <laughs> well that's gonna happen anytime you're with a woman driver but <laughs> 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 Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a little, uh, a, a little dad update because I got to say, actually, aside from uh, the, the the bacon thing, is 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 an old story. He's been like that since I can remember. The the blood pressure is relatively new, and I I understand that that being concerning. Because um, Jeremy did say to me before this podcast, the, the subjects of my dad came up before we started recording, and I said, you know, I don't know if there's like any new stuff. So there are certain. I, he's been doing a lot of school runs for my sister, like picking up his grandkids and she's mentioned this like I'll, I'll speak to my four-year-old nephew on FaceTime and he'll say oh granddad came to pick me up from school today and I'll go oh that's nice and I chat to my nephew and then my sister takes the phone and I go 
What? No stories? Your dad, dad <laughs> went to pick your kid up from school and you haven't got a story for me? Right. You have to be a little worried. Like, you know, he's not doing anything crazy. What's going on? Is I, he okay? I know. So in some regards, it's almost like he's hit the age of 70 and he's becoming slightly more normal. But in other, I mean, bring up bacon. <laughs> right. And <laughs> there's, there's still a little crazy left in there. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. I think we're done for this episode. Did we talk about anything? I don't think so. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, we checked that yeah, off the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's having a reboot we miss shatner in space though okay quickly then shatner's going to space it's about time uh i mean this is definitely the way he's gonna die what right? was my joke about shatner in space how will it affect his wig that was literally the first thing i i thought well because i tell you that okay we're not finishing the podcast no. just yet quick, quick, five quick, minutes, quick, yeah. quick shatner five minutes i mean five minutes might be all shatner's got left you, uh, you, you, i'm saying this is definitely the way he's 90 he can't afford to go into space i will say this about Plus, we're now talking about it. I will say this about Shatner. He he does absolutely betray his actual age. When you listen to him talk, when you look at him, like he looks like an old man, but if I told you he was 70, it would be perfectly believable that he's 70. He does not look 90. No or one behave, or, doesn't or, act it either. And I think he is the best example of if you keep thinking young, if you've got some lust for life as you become an older person, it can in many cases keep you alive. Um... And, you know, keep you looking young because he's his vitality and his drive to do things and be active to the extent that he wants to go to space. And it's going to be one of these Elon Musk, you're up there for yeah, five minutes. I think minute he's doing the, the Amazon one. Right, right, right. But the one that looks like a penis. But still, as a 90 year old, most, do you think that's what attracted him to it? Yeah. He was like, like, I'm like, not going to go on the Elon Musk one. Put me in the dick. Uh, <laughs> he's like, why did the Starship Enterprise never look that sexy? <laughs> it was like, I mean, if George Sakai had had his way, our spaceship would have looked like that. I mean, if you're going to fly to space in any shape, it's going to be think, a penis. Do you think Sakai's pissed off because he wants to get in the penis shape? No, so he's <laughs> going to, you already know he's going to end up in there just to one up and annoy Shatner. <laughs> But I do think he... Um, I remember doing an interview with uh, Henry Rollins when he did a track on Shatner's album uh, called Has Been. That he did this album with Ben Folds, but William uh, with uh, Henry Rollins was on one of the songs. This must have been 15 years ago, if not more. And even back then, you know, Henry Rollins was saying... You know, Shatner's old and he might only have one more lap around the block. But what's amazing is this, you know, this zest for life that he's got. Um, and again, 15 years ago, possibly more people who'd been in William Shatner's orbit were going, well, you know, good on him. He really wants to live life to the fullest. But I think because he's just not stopped doing that now, he's 90 and he's still young and he's going to go up in space. I would never want to go to space. It seems like a fucking inconvenience, if you ask me. But. Um, the wig. <laughs> it's gonna float away. I mean, there's no gravity there. One of my friends did a. This again also is another great example of how William Shatner has got a, a lust for life. Once a year, he does these tours to parts of the states where movie theaters show Star Trek movies, right? And it's a thing for so you get to go watch the movie, and then William Shatner does a Q and A afterwards with a local radio presenter. And first of all, he can't need the money for however much it pays. Why would you want to go to Wisconsin to sit through a 90 well, hey, minutes of... A lot of ex-wives. Oh, aren't most of them dead now? <laughs> well, he can't still be paying them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they're dead. <laughs> William, Bill, you need to cancel a few direct debits and then you wouldn't have to, uh, you wouldn't have to go out and do so many of these. Come and watch The Wrath of Khan with not, William Shatner Not afterwards. only that, like, he acts so above Star Trek all the time and, like, that he doesn't really care that much about it. But then, like, you know, he goes to space. Well, like, <laughs> well, maybe because that's as far away as he wants to be from all the Trekkies. Like, they can't <laughs> right. get to him up there. Well, that's another weird thing. It's not like he stays... Like, that's, we, you know, we both talked about how we don't want to fly to space. It seems dangerous. It seems unnecessary. If you get on the airplane, the two scariest parts of any flight is the takeoff and the land. And he's got to do that. Those are the only two parts of this travel to space. You literally go up for way longer than normal. And then when you get to space, you turn around and you go down for way longer than normal. I, I will say, though, the I didn't go, and I think neither did Shatner. He doesn't sit through his own movies. I didn't go for the screening bit of whatever Star Trek movie it was because I don't care about Star Trek. I, I like the idea of William Shatner. Um, You're a Columbus. 
combo guy. Oh, well, my buddy was the local radio DJ that was doing the Q&A after the Star Trek movie screening. This is the day on, on morning radio in Phoenix. It was the, the a couple of days before the, the Shatner thing that happened at the weekend. We, You think I've gone to town on this podcast? I spent an hour, and it might have even been more than an hour, on the number one rated morning show in Arizona, purely talking about William Shatner in Colombo. <laughs> like, we went to town on it. And even then, my buddy who was hosting the Q&A didn't bring up Colombo. But I will say this. As soon as he finished the Q&A, I went for a drink with my buddy afterwards, and Shatner was great during the Q&A. But the first thing I said to my buddy was, so you got up close, what about the wig? He's like, Ian i got two things to disappoint you. One, obviously, Columbo didn't come up. Secondly, he said, I spent 30 minutes with him in the dressing room before we went out on stage. We were close, and I was looking. I was looking the whole time. You can't see the joint. I don't know if it's sewn in, if it sits on... Like, he goes, it's not real, but I don't know. So but we were fascinated with, with, with the hair. But I will say this. I said to my buddy, and this was only a few years ago, so Shatner is well into his late 80s by the time he was doing this. And I said, he seems really alert on stage. Is it all kind of pre-scripted so he's just learnt it and he's on autopilot? And this, again, really impressive thing about William Shatner. My buddy was hosting it, said, absolutely not. He said, they gave me one question that I had to ask him 10 minutes before the end because he's got a way to get from that question to wrap up the event and he likes to finish it that way. But aside from that one specific question at that specific time, we didn't plan anything else. He's on it. He rolls with the punches. He's naturally that funny. We could have asked about, I could have asked him about absolutely anything. And to be that engaged and be that entertaining and give that much of a shit, age 90 is tremendous. Oh, absolutely. But you know, at least now we know your friend might have not been able to see where the wig started or ended, but once he goes to space, we'll have that answer. Does, is he going up in the, the Elon Musk thing? No, I told you he's going up in Penis oh, Rocket no, One. In, is Penis that Rocket the, Two, excuse that, me. Is that the that's the Amazon one? one. That, no, I can't Bezos, keep up. Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. Does Bezos go up with him? No, definitely not. Bezos did that once. I was like, that's fucking terrifying. I'm not going to space. There's aliens up there. I wonder if anyone is going to go up there and be like, hey, while we're up there levitating, could you just do the end of Columbo? Like, I'll be Columbo <laughs> and you be the guy in Columbo. That's your only reason to go to space. <laughs> I would go to space if it, I don't get, okay, it doesn't matter if there's zero gravity. Whatever, if I could be in the same room with William Shatner with gravity or not, right. and I get to put on a Rain Mac and go, just one more thing, and then he, and I explain how I catch him, and then he just leaves that gap and goes, Damn. You already know, like, everyone that's going up with him has to sign a contract being like, all right, when we're up there, like, don't ask to beam me up. Don't yell con. Like, no Star Trek references are going to happen. But you're the loophole. You're going to be like, what about Columbo? I think he would like nothing better than to talk about Columbo. <laughs> I think I don't think he gets asked about it enough. That or Travelocity. <laughs> and I'll be like, by the way, William, or Bill, as I believe you like to be called, I likes Boston Legal. <laughs> I think it's Billiam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we done now? Yes. Damn. I'd get I'd get in a space rocket for that. <laughs> Just for that. I'd negotiate some serious sized penis for that. <laughs> See what I did there? I like it. <laughs> Took it right back around to the beginning of the podcast where we talked about me getting a dick pic in a bathroom with some Chuck Norris. Like <laughs> it's all one giant circle, people. Say, hey, Bill, have I told you about the time I got a dick pic in a bathroom with some? Ch-? And he's like, can we talk about Colombo? I'm more comfortable about. <laughs> All right. Did you? Is it we done now? I think we're done. Okay. Did you America? Have I told you how good the Iron Maiden now? Did you America.com <laughs> is the website. Camfield off the radio is Instagram. Ian Camfield is Twitter. We are done now. So professional. <laughs>